Welcome back to Main Education Matters, your place for all education policy stuff, Main DOE, etc. My name's Matt. My name's Matt, too. How are we doing today, Matt? Doing good. Doing good. It's As we said right before recording, it's busy, and it's not, so I got a lot to do, and I got nothing to do. <laughs> ah, the duality of life. <laughs> Two sides of the same coin. That's how we're starting this week, I guess, so... Yeah, we're talking about duality and so things that make sense and do not make sense. Uh, hmm. So let's talk about the Education and Cultural Affairs Committee, <laughs> shall we? Perfect segue, Matt. What a segue. That's huh? awesome. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to just jump back to the week of January 22nd, uh, look at January 23rd. The work sessions happened that day, uh, the public hearings over those in the, uh, on 24th and the work sessions on the 25th. And then we'll bump ahead and see what's coming on in the next week. Which brings mm-hmm. us to February 2024 next week. Just like that. Just like that. So, January 23rd, they had a whole briefing from the State, uh, the State Board of Education, from MEPRI, um, on the updating the measure in the poverty index report. I watched some of that. It says it was a one, one o'clock and then one thirty was start work session. That is a downright dirty lie mm-hmm. because it was, it was like a two hour chunk of presentation. It was huge. Well, if, if, if I remember correctly, the times that they list on the website are mere suggestions at best. All times are made up. <laughs> I would say that's true. Time <laughs> it, time is a construct, and the way that we measure time is a unique construct that is unique only to this pl- the planet Earth <laughs> at this particular moment in our astrological history because time is different on Jupiter, time would be different on Mars, etc., etc. Clear, and clearly time is different once you're in the Education and Cultural Affairs Committee room. Yes, time seems to slow <laughs> that is very true Down to a snail's pace so maybe the one to 130 allotment for that briefing was actually correct in the larger sense but incorrect in the room sense oh. maybe they have their own gravity where time slows down it's a whole interstellar thing it's a whole interstellar thing hmm. it's, a, it's a time void you walk into that room and literally it's definitely some type of void. I just don't know what it is. <laughs> For today's purposes, we're going to call it a bracket time void. Let's go with that. Let's and go with that. That's for, cool. for for our faithful 17 listeners out there, please feel free to insert any other word before <laughs> void that you would wish to do so. Um so let's go ahead and look at some of these uh, work sessions. First of all, LD808, which is an act to amend laws affecting tuition at state-approved schools. They had a work session on this one and shockingly was tabled. I see uh, as I'm scrolling ahead on the uh, webpage, it's now... Uh, schedule for the 30th to continue that work session. Yes, there there were, if I remember correctly from this oh, bill, a- 
it was it was a it was like a concept draft and they didn't really have any language to it and they were just kind of making it up in the work session like right there so they're like let's let's actually punt this so we can actually get some actual language into this bill that we could actually talk about i'm going to take a slight sidebar because it has to do with our time void situation love it as i look ahead as i look ahead to next week on the 30th there are three work sessions uh which i think are like leftovers scheduled for one o'clock and mm. then there are three more scheduled at 101 <laughs> <laughs> so so can you can, can you say that again because my, my my brain needs to needs a minute to wrap around this yep we, we'll cover this at the end too but three work sessions which i think are leftovers scheduled for one o'clock on the 30th okay so three work sessions scheduled for one o'clock great yep three more work sessions which are definitely leftovers from this week scheduled at uh 101 <laughs> They're either going to be working really quickly or the time void idea is not incorrect. It's it's not incorrect. Hmm. Maybe what they're going to do is they're going to do the one o'clock work session, do those three bills, and then put the Education Cultural Affairs, Affairs Committee room to 88 miles per hour, engage the flux capacitor, and then go back to 101 to do the next three so that they wind up actually saving time. Because isn't that how that, that movie worked? Like you can go back and change history, change things? I, I believe that's correct. And if that's what they're doing, that's that's one way to actually end the session on time rather than run into July. Yeah, yeah that, that's a great idea. Yeah, hmm. just just keep on pace, people. Let's let's keep doing this. Let's keep let's keep let's keep messing with time because nothing bad has ever happened in the history no. of movies no. or literature when one messes with time. I think you're right. I think you're right. So <laughs> we should probably get back on on track to what actually happened rather than well. That would be it, off brand for us though to be on track. That's true. Is it what happened? What's going to happen? Again, both of those are probably true at the same time. It is. And and quite, and quite frankly, if, if you believe in predestination, we can't control what we're doing anyway because it's already been written. Hmm. So all we're doing is kind of living a path that's already there for us. And we're just doing exactly what we're supposed to do because that's life. That's, hmm. that's destination. We have no control, no free will, no anything over anything that we do. It's just we're just passengers on this on this train of life going back to back in time and forward in time again and both at the same time at the same time at the same time okay okay this makes uh probably more sense than many of our podcasts so i think so and and if people are still listening and i've not like driven off the side of the road and just like and just <laughs> screaming at the top of the lungs of sheer agony uh then clearly Fair. you don't have the volume up high enough um because <laughs> that's what i would be doing so they're so they're punting this one so they get more language. Uh, LD fourteen next one for the that, that day the twenty third work session LD fourteen twenty one an act to provide funds to the Maine Indian Education School District. Uh, well, how did that one go? So I don't see that in a future work session, or maybe I do. Again, duality. But uh, well, speaking of duality, divide a report. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, well. Good. I will when say, in doubt, be divided. Yes. When in doubt, be divided. I will say that I I am now looking at the new bill tracking tool for the main legislature, which is very mm -hmm. nice, I have to say. 
because I can see right now uh, who was the ought to pass. As, there was a majority opinion was ought to pass as amended, and the minority was ought not to pass. Two voted ought not to pass, and the rest of the committee, um, at least who were there, voted ought to pass as amended. This uh, this whole page about the tracking part, yeah, that that wasn't there last week, was it? For anything, this looks new. I think they may have changed the click the links and changed them a little bit because last time when we did this, when I was clicking those links, it brought us up to the the old page. The the old page, yeah. The, this the, looks the, good. I, I like this. I like this a lot. So hopefully, so if they're taking, I'm, I'm going to sidebar us again here. Yeah, yeah, you know why not? We've got our spreadsheet that we created years and years ago, and you have vitally improved over the years that that I was uh, away. Let's say looks great. They're clearly taking our suggestions. Do you think somebody in the legislature right now is like, hmm, this whole 88 miles per hour thing seems we could, we can work on that. It seems plausible, doesn't it? Hmm. I mean, if they maybe we mention it again next week and the next week. So it continues. We're going to see that happen in the in next, next session. Probably next I'm session. I mean, the, several the, years, the, several the, years the ago, they, they discovered a way to simply stop time, which is where mm-hmm. all the testimony is happening for vaccinations. Yes, in the in the sub basement of the cross building, uh, with the cardboard cutouts of the people, people just kind of walk in and, and talk about vaccination because people need to be heard on this issue because because the people know best. Always. <laughs> all right, uh, all right. Let's keep going. Let's, let's keep let's, going. So let's divided, keep on moving. Divided report on that one. Okay, so that one that one's divided, and there was uh, one more that day, right? That's right. LD 2002, a very good year. An act to provide incentives to schools that contract for cer- certain social work and family therapy services. And uh, that one turned out to be... Divided report. Divided report. <laughs> yep. But it is ought to pass as amended. Yep. And it looks like, from what I can tell from the breakdown of the ought to pass as amended versus the ought not to pass on party lines. Mm-hmm. Seems about right. So all right, because why? Because why would? Because why would either party agree that you know contracting for so- social worker family services and provide incentives to schools and to support schools that do such things that you know might want to you know help help kids and families in that way? Nah, nah, nah. Let's be divided up. Divide nah, up. we don't need that. Divide it up. Cut it all up. Uh-huh. That was uh, a work well, and that was it for the day. Yeah, that was it. I mean, I would imagine if the whole legislative meeting went from one to one thirty, then that uh, whole all those work sessions ended at one thirty one. I think that is the way time works, uh, according to this website. <laughs> so yes, this website. So, uh, so the next day we actually have uh, four public hearings that morning, scheduled ten to one. So take it for what it's worth, but four of them, four new ones. For public hearings. Yeah. Uh, LD 2042, an act to update the laws governing education in the unorganized ter- uh, territories. This one had so much testimony that came with it. All two pieces of it. Well, in some cases, two is a lot. It, yeah. It's literally twice than one. <laughs> it's 100% more than one. It's 100% more than one. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't, I, I see this one just like being like a rubber stamp. This is the one that's like, 
hey, let's yep. let's let's get the, those areas up on the same kind of par and rules as everyone else. Agreed. I think when we previewed this one, we were like, you never know if people are going to come out of these territories saying, no, we want it to be like that. Right. Uh, didn't seem to happen. No. 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 That one makes sense. All right. So let's uh, let's go to the next one. Uh, that was LD2089, an act to require schools to provide instruction regarding prevention of the illegal use of fentanyl and other drugs and drug poisoning awareness in grades 6 to 12 and to establish a lot of ants here and and to establish drug poisoning awareness week which we have clearly named uh drug week drug week yep drug week yeah uh i, I reading the, the the testimony for these the six pieces of testimony here mostly from the ed orgs out mm -hmm. that are out there uh not one of those ed orgs uh championed our drug week moniker so my guess is they just didn't listen to the pod in time before they submit a testimony mm. because it's the obvious solution is drug it, week. It is the obvious. It's yeah. the obvious one. Generally speaking, each of the, the, the testimony was like, yeah, please no, please don't do this <laughs> <laughs> because they're like, well, we have standards that already address this. And while I think one, one group, I think it was, but the main principal association was neither for nor against. Cause they're like, Hey, we think this is an important issue and we should be dealing with it. However, not this way. Hmm. You know, we I have what might it might have tipped the scales. Yep, was Drug Week. Maybe they're like, you know, that's a good in right there. Drug Week. So, so you think that? So, the re the re the real reason why they were against it was because they knew that it was going to be Drug Week, and they they said all this other stuff. No, we got we don't we don't we don't need all this other things, but they're gonna call it Drug Week. Matt and Matt were right, and. We just can't do it, but we can't say it in our testimony. It makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes sense that they don't want to s publicly say that sort of thing. But everybody knows. Everybody knows our stink is all over this one. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that that all seems to make sense. Yeah, that all makes sense. Uh, okay. Well, that's too bad, but uh, I guess we called it. We called it. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the next one then. LD 2107, an act regarding Department of Education reliance on criminal background checks required by the Department of Health and Human Services. Mm. Now, I read a bunch of the testimony on this and a lot of the testimony, some of the testimony stuff from the ed orgs is like, yeah, this makes sense. Do this. This is the one where it says like, hey, you don't even have, if you have a, if you have a criminal background check from DHHS, you don't need to get a separate one from DOE they should be able to communicate and talk to each other. Mm -hmm. But there were some organizations that were very much against this. Mm -hmm. And um, like the uh, main, uh, like MSBA, main school board association, and main school superintendents association, they're opposed to this bill. Um, they said like, you know, fingerprint background checks help safeguard our children, et cetera. Employees who work with our students are held to the highest standard when it comes to child protection, now, some organizations can waive misdemeanor or felony convictions for crimes involving minor victims. Sexual offenses and abuse would be kept, would keep an individual from passing the criminal history check in Maine and would prevent them from obtaining the certification or clearance to work in our schools. But these offenses or crimes would not be waived by the DOE. Mm -hmm. So there's some real, it was one of those, one of those, uh, one of those area, one of those bills that's like, it seems, yeah, this seems like it should make sense. And then, there's a little nuance to it. Yeah. So so I've heard some things about this one as I've been thinking about this one. 
uh, when we previewed it that, you know, if we were thinking about different types of jobs that kid, that uh, people can get mm-hmm. in different departments around the state, there may be some subtle differences. So it's not a one size fits all. Therefore, if some departments have slightly different requirements, I still don't see why you can't use, according to the title, the same background check and then just review it at that point. Because I assume the background checks are not pass-fail. Obviously, they're ABCD, right, Matt? They they, they must be ABCD with a whole pluses and minuses. And then, uh, well, some departments, I think, have a check, check plus, check minus. Yeah. Um, Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty clear. So if, if, say, I'm at a C for this one, maybe that translates, maybe it's weighted to be like a B for a different department. Mm. And therefore, there are some slight differences. This is extremely triggering for me right now. (laughs) (laughs) This is extremely triggering. I I, I literally am feeling my shoulders rise up to my ears right now. So so I've I've done what I set out to do with this conversation. Very good. Uh, there was a there was one that came that uh, from the piece of testimony that came from the Office of Cannabis Policy. Yep. We are I, writing today to make the committee aware of a technical issue with LD twenty one oh seven regarding these criminal history record checks. So again, one of those technical sides of it, like you were just saying, the A might not a should A should equal B and B should equal C. So A should equal C, but sometimes B equals B minus depending on where you are. In some places, B minus equals C plus, depending on where you are. And then your GPA goes down, and then you can't get into schools. And sometimes we wonder why kids struggle with math. All math is made up. True. So there you go. I don't. I, I, I kind of think this one... I, I, what do you, where do you think this one's going in the works, when it goes to work session? I think all of those different options become a little too much for people, so... Either it gets amended, which I don't think it's going to, or I think it's just going to die. Things going to die. Not, not even get out of work session. The old, Maybe yeah. it's something for them to think about for the future, but I, I don't think it's important enough. Uh, just offhand, that I don't think there's going to be like a real rush to make it work for all the different departments, because I think they're coming at it like we don't really need to do this. Do you think that it turns as a possibility? It could turn into a resolve to study this issue and to see where those crossover points might be well well we we know that uh, the education committee likes their uh likes to make some committees to get reports to see what happens they do so, and we're going to talk about one of those in just a minute and also making a committee puts it off to the next session so half of them probably won't even be around for the next education committee right after they get uh re-elected in the fall now that's half an, of them, now that's, an inter- of them? that's an interesting question Put it off to the next time. Because I don't think you're allowed to propose legislation that impacts the next legislation to, to, to look at. So, you know, so I, I can't oh, that's interesting. I, I can't carry right. over a bill from this session to the next because there'll be a whole new legislature. True. So maybe you're right. Maybe this one just dies right away. I don't know the rules that well because and I've you know, we've been doing this for how many years now? And I still don't know the rules because they're impossible no. to know. <laughs> Impossible. No, who, no, no one could possibly know them except no for like. I, I even think like even the even the the, the great and sage like Hillary Rizler, uh, at at the 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 analyst for the Cultural Affairs Committee, I, she's probably making stuff up half the time. 
She'd fit right in at this pod, by the way. Hundred so. <laughs> percent. Good points for all of these things. She's not so, making anything up. She's amazing, by the way. I want to make sure that's that very clear. One hundred percent true. The <laughs> only people big stuff up are awesome. right here, right here, pod right now, <laughs> right here. We don't know what we're talking about. She does, and we're no. we're some of her biggest fans. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Uh, See, the thing I like about Hillary the most is that she brings a sense of like knowledge and clarity where we're always like, eh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Or, what does that mean? Or what did they just do? And Hillary's like, mm, well, this blah, 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 blah. Oh, this <laughs> is what it all means. This is what our first do. And we're like, oh, that's impressive. Yeah. Wildly. Like, oh my, like, holy mo. Uh, yeah. It's just every time is, is, is incredible. So. Yep. Agreed. If you're listening, Hillary, I know you can't, I know you can't connect with us for our purposes of reasons, but if you do listen to this podcast, we appreciate you and we're, we, we, we love you and we're big fans, big fans of the work that you do. It makes Let's us, it makes the, us uh, look terrible, which is oh, great. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. And, and fully expected and fully expected. Yes. Uh, one more public hearing that day. LD 2131, an act to support extended learning opportunities. Yeah. Now, and what has happened with this one? Nothing yet. It's it's just been um, it's just be been heard at public hearing. Uh, presented lots by and lots of testimony. A lot of testimony presented by Representative Worth of, of Ellsworth. This is perhaps one of the shortest bills I've ever seen. Nice in terms of time, because all it, it it adds extended learning opportunity means an experience outside the traditional classroom. We we talked about this at the last podcast. Um, mm-hmm. And then it adds extended learning opportunities into statute, like underneath gifted and talented programs, dual enrollment, et cetera. Uh, what's, what, what's, what's all the, I, I see in the, uh, in the testimony, there's all, it looks like a lot of uh, kids. Yeah. Cause people, cause, cause I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know who organized that or whatnot. My, 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 yeah, but it's it seems like I don't see anyone really against this. Mm. How could you be? Honestly, it just adds some language that this is now allowed with no mandate. No, you have to do it this way. No uh, actual standards or scales or anything. It's just like, hey, you could do extended learning opportunities now, and it's legal. Whereas before, you'd go to you know uh, DOE prison if you did yeah. extended opportunities, obviously. So obviously, yeah, there'd be a whole lot of workarounds. So I think this is going to give places a lot of, a lot of opportunities for flexibility. And I do think, cause I think I said in the last pod, this is another one of those means by which they are trying to do those connections to the CTE high school, uh, equivalencies, trying to make mm-hmm. those pathways easier, easier as that was one of those things that was passed in a previous legislature. Um, that I think by 2026, is when schools have to have those agreements uh, in place with their local regional uh, CTE centers to have those diploma equivalencies. So if you're not working on those, you better get working on those folks. And that was public hearings for uh, the 24th, Wednesday the 24th. Uh, There was one work session in the afternoon, which is an emergency. Yeah. And I'm curious to hear how you, how you felt about this one. So this was LD19, one of the OG bills, apparently. OG. Uh, an act to authorize the National Institute of Funeral Service to grant associate degrees. Uh, well, I I see that there's a little bit of testimony, and then uh, 
this one just went ought not to pass. Ought not to pass. Bing, bang, done. Okay. Ought not to and pass. So maybe that uh, didn't happen at one. Maybe that happened a little bit later, but it seems like that took about eight seconds. Yeah. Might I offer a suggestion to the to the president to to, or to possibly the, I don't know if it impacted testimony or, or, to, or impacted the decision or not. But as I'm looking at the testimony from the National Institute of Funeral Services, the president, uh, it was written in all bold. Uh, in some of it was italics, and then some of the italics were done in a different font. And so, I don't know. Maybe that turned off some of the some of the committee members because you know it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't formatted properly. It felt rushed, in other words. <laughs> so yes. I, I, I think that's pretty clear. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm not exactly sure, uh, but I will say that um, f- there was a uh, wasn't a whole lot of testimony, but um, L. Uh, what's what's their name? Um, Director of Policy and Governor Government Affairs at DOE mm. submitted some. I think I know who this person is. Oh, what are they? What's their name? Oh, we used to know them. We uh, let's see. Anyway, I don't know. Their 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 name will they will they will they will they they who be unnamed. <laughs> <laughs> they who shall not be named. Uh so they they were basically saying that there's uh, there's there's other stuff that's in that's in play here, and we, we, they support the state board and the other stuff that they're doing, and just kind of hold off on this for a little while. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how it felt. Kick the can, like we've always done. Oh, love kicking cans. I love yeah, that game as a kid. Especially if it's uh, if what we just talked about that it goes to a new session that they have to start over anyway. Start over anyway. Yeah, yeah. Let's just do this one later. Kick the I, kick, do kick, 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 I do that all the time. I do that all the time. Oh, hundred percent, absolutely. Kick it down the road, and then hopefully that you kick it. You kick it far enough, and if it comes again, you kick it again, and then maybe at a, at a certain point, people are like, "Why are we kicking this can down the road? Was this can here all the time?" And you're like, "No, I haven't seen this can before. What's this can doing here?" Don't know. <laughs> That's what's called leadership. Oh yes, yes. Uh, all right. So we got one more day to work at. There's some work sessions and there's a meeting. There was a meeting about uh, some school schedules and stuff. Uh, which which way do you want to go first? Do you want to do the work let's, session first? You tell me. You tell me. You're more more about this. You know day. what? Yeah. Let Let's do Let's do the work session first, and we'll backtrack to the meeting. Okay. Uh, simply because the work sessions kind of all got lumped together into one. LD twelve eighty four, an act to require personal finance to be taught as a separate course to obtain a high school diploma. LD-1642, an act to strengthen the teaching of Wabanaki studies in main schools, and LD-2001, an act to establish the African American Studies Advisory Council and require funding for African American studies. Now, what they wound up doing is coming up with a amendment for this particular bill. Uh, They changed it around over one of these bills. All three of these bills still need to be voted on, but there's an amendment to the... um, uh, African Amer- the LD 2001, and they've changed that to a resolve to establish the African American Studies and Wabanaki Studies Advisory Council and provide funding to support African American Studies and Wabanaki Studies. So they kind of lumped them together into one okay. bill. Uh, in the discussion of this, they made it clear that uh, the uh, speaker Talbot Ross made it very clear that they didn't want this to be, seem like it was a 
omnibus or a mammoth bill that was just kind of that one is more important than the other, that one is outweighing the other, et cetera. They want to make sure that that's not the intention of this particular uh, amendment and that it's really meant to be a means of, I think, streamlining the process instead of having multiple committees having one that could look at the same thing. Or not the same thing, but one, one, can, one, one, th one committee can look at multiple things and do multiple things. People can do more than one thing at once. I can pat not my us. head and rub my tummy. Not, mm, not sure. I haven't can, seen that an option. I can drive and take a nap. <laughs> not, I'm not saying they're recommended to do, but I can do it. It's true. Well, yeah, I didn't make that that clear. That's true. Uh, so I guess my my biggest concern is uh, what happens to personal finance. Is that just like, hey, what about what about our committee? So why can't we have a committee? This was one of the most fascinating parts about l listening to this was. If in, in the amendment, it's all about, the whole thing is all about this committee, right? And then there's section five, appropriations and allocations. And then it talks about uh, DOE serving as a content specialist for these studies, providing a one-time non-launching funding in the second year, providing, you know, for, for African-American studies, Wabanaki studies, and then slide and trying to slip one in past the goalie. Provides back. Provides one-time non-lapsing funding in the second year of the biennium to support grants to SAUs to expand or implement financial literacy. In the work session of this, uh, they brought up Senator Daughtry, who has been really championing a lot of this, and, a lot, and this one in particular for several years. And she was really talking heavily about how financial literacy or personal finance should be its standalone course, how putting it in the social studies curriculum was kind of a compromise at one point and should it go into math but no it shouldn't go into math because it's not appropriate either so it should be its own thing well if it's its own thing what does that mean what are the standards that are associated with that and if we do its own thing standalone as a thing does that mean it has to have its own set of standards and if we're having is it for graduation requirements so it led to these whole other very complicated and complex questions and is it a standalone what does a standalone course mean um again that director of policy and governance uh, person made some very, 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 very clear marks like, yeah, about standalone courses, and and whether and the extent to which those are uh, valuable and usable and tenable in our uh, educational system and laws and statutes, the way that they're set up and the impact that those could have. Hmm. So they they lumped all these together. It did get there, okay, and punted. Uh, those are all the work sessions, by the way, next week at one Oh one, as we talked about earlier. Uh, this was, this was part of a request. I, if I remember correctly from the, from the work session that, uh, Heidi Sampson representative Heidi Sampson from Alfred requested to, uh, to table it so that their caucus could review the new language. And I think in the democratic college, like, yep, absolutely. We want to review it as well because there are some mm -hmm. layers here that need to be worked out. Sure. Sure. And once they nail all those other work sessions in that one minute that they have, mm -hmm. there'll be plenty of time, apparently. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. It's only one one for goodness sakes. And, you know, they always start on time. So. They always start on time, and that it just leaves them more time for canasta. <laughs> that seems right. That seems right. All right. So uh, they did have some briefings uh, before that, for, I see, from 1 to one thirty, obviously. Right. So um, you have some... Opinions, words, thoughts about this? Well, yeah. So, so they, so they had a whole big briefing on some of the studies that have been done or being done um, through the state, through committees, and through MEPRI on the school day and school schedules. 
things like personal finance was part of that overall group of committee that was looking at the makeup of the school day and the recommendations that basically came out from DOE and from the committee work was that, uh, hey, support us in being, you know, allow us flexibility. If you want us to allow the districts, if you want us to be innovative, we need flexibility and we need resources in order to do it. Uh, they talked a lot about things like how what, what works in Southern Maine, what work in Northern Maine. There's not a one-size-fits-all for schedules. There's not a one-size-fits-all for starting the day at this time, ending the day at that time. Uh, because we're, you know, if, if, if athletic schedules are one thing because, you know, sports drives everything, it, travel times are different and depending on where you are. And so there's a lot of things that go into it as well as, um, yeah. So, there, so there, that, that was part of the discussion. Um, right. which, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's totally right. One thing that I found noticeably at, for me, noticeably absent from this conversation were the CTE centers. And right. there's a, there's, there's, I believe it's statutory or there's statutory rule. I, I forget which one it is that says that a school's calendar calendar cannot be outside of five days outside of compliance with their mm-hmm. with a regional CTE center, mm-hmm. there were questions about well, why can't we do a four day school day? Why can't we do a four day school week, et cetera, et cetera? Well, if a district were to do that within one month or so, they'd be completely out of compliance with their CTE center, which means they'd be out of compliance with that law. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking things like flexibility, that's one of the things that I hear that I think about. Um, how can we be flexible when there are these? very set parameters and laws. Okay. Um, one second. So one of the other things that they found is talking about things like instructional time. And uh, later school days and whatnot. But let's see. Uh, instructional time. Most states require a minimum of 1,080 instructional hours. This is from the presentation that was put on by MEPRI. And uh, so one th- most states, 1,080 instructional hours. Maine and 17 other states require offer around 900. So we're, you know, 180 hours behind most other states. Okay. We're, we're one of the states with the least hours. We rank 47th in time for school. Now, does that mean that more time in school means more learning? Uh, obviously, yes. Seat time. Seat time. Okay, that's it. I did not know that. By the way, that there was only forty uh, seventh in the country. That's that's interesting. A little sidebar here. Yeah. As as it's snowing this week, and we have some delays and that sort of thing, uh, I noticed somebody this morning like waiting for school, like at ten minutes of seven, quarter of seven, twenty of seven, right around there. Mm-hmm. It's dark. Yeah. And when I lived in that other state out west. Are the high schools didn't start to like eight eight thirty, mm-hmm. which is which makes sense. I mean they've done a lot of that one, and at the same time, those schools get out at like two o'clock, mm-hmm. one fifty two o'clock. Mm-hmm. How does that? Uh, unless time is a uh, weird out in California, which again maybe that's only like five hours. So there is. There is statute. There is. This is in statute 
where it says, you know, we have to have 170 odd days of right. school, right? Also in statute is that for it to count for full days, it has to be like five hours each day, and it has to be this many of five hour periods over the course of like two weeks. So it's actually le it's less about necessarily the days, but it really comes down to hours. And so our minimum hours is like five hour days. Okay. But you can only do, you know, there, there, there are nuances to that too. So, but yeah, the days are the days of school are pretty darn short. They're pretty crammed mm. in, um, okay. which then gets into the question too about flexibility of things like lunchtime, right? Which was one of those conversations that they had. How do we? What are the average times for lunch? And 15, 20 minutes is not enough, you know. And that's not not just that, that, that's not talking just seat time. Like it could be twenty minutes from bell to bell, right? So your kids line that long, right? So you're leaving class, you're going to the the cafetorium, and you get in line, you wait for five to ten minutes, then you eat. You sit down to eat, maybe trying to find a place and maybe, you know, you're trying to find a table and people won't let you sit at that table because, you know, you're not in with that crowd. You're not in with that crowd or, you know, you, you, you play tuba. And so that might be a reason why we don't want to sit with you. And, 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 and just you're, 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 you're just too, I'm crying. Seems like a, maybe a personal story there again this whole episode is triggering i think it's what it's <laughs> going to be called this episode is triggering <laughs> triggering i love it i love it okay so there's there's lots of there's lots of subtleties and nuance so i'm glad they're having these briefings uh, so what else what else happened during this whole thing one one thing that i found just like fascinating to mm -hmm. me with all of this is that the line between of 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 the of the the of the the political parties and the partisanship and everything when what one one political party member um came out and was just like so what you're telling me is everything in this these reports are in agreement with what with what our stances are great and the the uh, that wasn't the intention of it but it just it, it was it was it was a really strange, fun, interesting look at how we operate the school day. Hmm. I'm not calling anyone out in particular. I'm not going to do that. You can go watch for yourself. Uh, you you know you know where we stand on some of these things. But it what it was it was very interesting to see. What some what some normally might be considered. Nope, I'm not going to say that either. Nope, I'm I'm not okay. saying that either. Watch but, it for yourselves is what we're saying. Watch it for yourselves, and um, it was it's it, it's interesting work. It's interesting discussion, and it's 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 always fun to see allies happen in unexpected ways. even if they don't want to be allies, but they are allied. You know, that whole enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm -hmm. I'm talking around a lot of things right now. 
It seems like you're talking in code. I, I may be. Um, bleep, bloop, blorp. <laughs> so there's a, a lot of, uh, let's say, let's say this. Some weird stuff happened during those briefings and it's probably best left to watch it yourself and just see what happens. Make up your own mind. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. We don't have to, we don't have to like get into every single detail no. because most, most of our details are wrong. They're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think, I think this might be one of those things and, uh, yeah, go watch it for yourself. I mean, I'm pretty sure we spent like 10 minutes talking about time travel earlier in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah which, you, I mean, come on, you know what you're getting when you listen to this thing. If, if you don't know by now, if you're expecting actually hard evidence and facts and accuracy, <laughs> this is the wrong place. <laughs> call wrong up Hillary, place. call up Hillary, <laughs> <laughs> Hillary Ressler, call her up. Don't talk. Don't listen and us mm -hmm. or just a couple of no. yahoos who just read a website and then tell you what it is and then maybe well, i don't know that's true that's true so that's the week that was the week with with snow and delays and all different kinds of more more tabling um but but a few new new public hearings it is good to hear the reports it is good to hear what's being done what's being talked about and where the committee is thinking I don't. I, I honestly don't see any real groundbreaking legislation happening as a result of those. I don't see there being any kind of real standalone personal finance courses happening. I don't see, yeah. you know, I, could could I, could I I could definitely see things like that that grant for for that one time uh, influx of money for supporting personal finance, et cetera. I could see that happening. But I think they got to figure out how and when and where mm -hmm. that happens. All right. So let's uh, preview next week a little bit. There's only two days where stuff is happening. And uh, we've got most of it on January 30th. Those are the work sessions that start at 1 o'clock and 101. Right. So uh, make sure you're there. Uh, because I think these are going to fly right through. Especially those first three. They got one minute. Cracking that whip. They it Just... And, and just like the Rocky Horror Picture Show, they're going to do the time warp. Yep, yep. So be be prepared for that one. You're you're going to go into the void called the committee room, and just I hope you all get out. Put it I, that way. Yeah. Good luck getting out of that one. Uh, so aside from the three bills that we've already mentioned that are happening next week, they also are doing work sessions on LD eight hundred eight, an act to amend laws affecting tuition at state approved schools. LD twelve, which was. I believe one of the, one that was heard earlier, yeah, it was mm -hmm. that was heard on 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 the twenty third as well. So they put out that this week to get more. That's right, they wanted to get more information on that one. LD twelve seventeen, an act uh, resolved to create a pilot program for alternative teacher certification, and LD fourteen o two, an act to provide an additional allocation in stool funding formula to cover tax exempt property or a large economically disadvantaged student population. Sounds riveting. Oh. <laughs> then, then the ones at one on one, which we just talked about, where they put those smush those bills, to, bills together. Uh, then on the thirty first, they have a legislative meeting in the morning at ten a.m., which says the uh, it's the Government Evaluation Act, hmm, cultural affairs agencies. Uh, and since we don't do cultural affairs, uh, oh. we'll never speak at this moment again. Luckily, we don't have to tune in at ten o'clock a.m. So at at one o'clock ish. On that day, uh, we have three new public hearings. One is LD 2092, an act to equalize funding for the Maine Maritime Academy. 
Um, just b- before we talk about that one a little bit, or at all, doesn't this come up like every session? Because I, I remember before I left again, a lot of stuff about Main Mayor Time Academy and funding. Yep. So just keep on happening. Just keeps on happening. Okay, I'll just go there. Um, the next one is LD2120, an act to fund the delivery of educational services to children with special needs as required by state and federal law in special purpose private preschools. My God, say that one fast. <laughs> an act to fund the delivery of educational services to children with special needs as required by state and federal law in special pur- private. I screwed it up. Couldn't get see, it. Right at the I end. Couldn't get it right at the end. Purpose private preschools. Like, that'll get you every time. So this is an act. It is an emergency. It has an emergency preamble. And I'm going to bring something up that we haven't brought up since we've been doing these again. Six whereases. Not bad. Six, Not bad. Six whereases. I, I, stopped, a, I stopped counting the whereases a couple of years ago, yeah. but I have to go back to that. That's that's a good that's a good amount of whereases, you know. And again, if it's whereases, you know, they're they're right on target with these sort of things. Right. They're serious. They are. We need to give you some whereases here, so. Okay. So, so this one of the things it does is allocates one-time funds for payments for specially designed instruction provided by special-purpose private preschools at a rate of one hundred twenty-five dollars a day per child receiving medically necessary therapeutic services through a main care program for scheduled school days, etc., for a total of fifteen million dollars. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot. A one-time Good. transfer. Good. Uh, in your 22, uh, Twenty-four, twenty-five from the unappropriated surplus of the general fund to the child development services system for the estimated cost of the payments. So I guess what they're saying is that, hey, this money is just kind of sitting there. Why don't we use it? Seems totally reasonable. <laughs> let me just, let's spend some money. I like it. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll, you know, if if you work in a school district, you sometimes get these things like, hey, you've been given an influx of money. There's a there's a whole literacy grant thing that's going on right now, and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, so you have from now until at the end of September to spend X amount of money, and like, uh, 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 we either spend it or we lose it. And I don't know any districts would be like, yeah, we don't need that. Yeah, yeah, we all got all kinds of money, right? right. <laughs> yeah. So okay, that's cool. That's cool. So let's, uh, you know, if you're interested in that, uh, please go up and testify or send your testimony in. Send your testimony in. The last one for that day is LD2166, an act to establish a grant program to increase post-secondary educational opportunities for students with intellectual or developmental disabilities or autism spectrum disorder. So this one, I was just, uh, just looking at this one. I think they're less serious about this because there's only five whereases. So... This is presented by Representative Millette of Cape Elizabeth. And mm-hmm. I'm going to say right now, you got to step up your whereas game. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Uh, this one does uh, end up with, uh, again, it's more about some grants. It establishes a grant program to increase uh, post-secondary educational opportunities for people, as we just talked about. And eventually they half the uh, it requires institutions of higher education to use 25% of the funds received through the grant program for scholarships for students participating in that pilot program that this creates so, so it's 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 good. it's creating equity and for an accessibility for literally all students regardless of exceptionality disability etc exactly 
and at the end it does require them to make uh, is them by the institutions of higher education to make reports to the department concerning progress and sustainability of how they're doing with that program so uh seems to be well thought out and with with follow-up which i know is rare very rare uh yeah i'm, I'm just curious to see how is if this is if it's a grant program um uh, is it a one-time grant or is it a multi-year grant that i can't i can't seem to find that i could not find that either could not find that either so hopefully we'll hear about that or learn more about that through public testimony and the public hearing mm-hmm. and that does it for next week and then we're into february and there that are there are some bills there are some there are some bills scheduled for february 8th but we got time to talk about those. Yeah, it, they've been uh, fast and furious, as it were, this month. And uh, at least for the next two weeks scheduled right now, they're just slowing down a little bit. It's yeah. more Hobbs and Shaw-ish. Just trying to get stuff caught up and all those carryover bills, just be like, get, get, this, get this stuff, and then going back in time and <sighs> getting that sports book. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure. We're at the very end of this for this for this week. Yeah, can you, can you folks? Can you tell that we do these on like a Friday? <laughs> so like our brains are fried. Oh my gosh! Okay. Yes. So that's right. we, we made lots of time void jokes. We did. That's that. That is something that happened. We we we. <laughs> there, there, those were choices that were made. That is something that happened. Yes. That is true. Uh, with that, uh, I guess uh, we'll review these next week sometime, and uh, we'll uh, we'll do our thing, preview yeah. stuff, and see where everything is at this point. So uh, it's, been a, it's been a busy month, Matt. It's been a busy month. It has been a busy month, and and as I said last time, if you have not yet done so already, and you have you want to nominate a teacher for the county teacher of the year, the teacher of the year program, you can go ahead and go do that online. Uh, through you just do a Google search for Maine County Teacher of the Year nomination and you'll find it. Um, and I don't have the link readily available because that would require work and I don't do that. And no. very, very, very on brand. And yeah, go to our social media pages to see the, the link to the, the spreadsheet, whatnot. But we'll be back again next week, I guess. If we haven't, if we haven't gone back in time and then not returned to this particular week, you, if we don't show up, that's what happened. Mm, that's very possible, I'd say. We're stuck in a TARDIS somewhere. <laughs> is, oh. that, is that the correct oh. use of that? I've never seen Doctor Who. Um, I don't know. No, I've been watching it since the '80s, so I would say <laughs> probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I'm going to get a whole lot of emails for the, you've never seen Doctor Who. How dare you? I'm never listening to this again. Very true. And my question back was, of course, why are you you listening to this in the first place? Right. I mean, why are you listening to this in the first place? Just go go email Hillary Rizzler and she'll give you everything that you need to know. Exactly. Exactly. And it'll be correct. It'll be correct. (laughs) (laughs) And probably a lot more succinct and in in somewhat linear fashion instead of very much zigzaggy all over the map with no clear path or but less jokey less jokey less jokey well assuming these were all jokes (laughs) all right 
Thank you all very much, and we'll see you bye later.